0: Welcome to the 167th episode of The Sauces Factory, which is brought to you by spawn.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what their influences are, and who inspires them. Split into two halves, we should initially focus on the developers themselves, and in the second half, we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Ersatz by Paris Stalker. Paris. Hello. Who are you? What do you do?
1: I am an indie game designer, um, although because I'm currently working on my own, I end up doing art, animation, music, and everything else as well. Uh, I studied game design at University, Teesside University. Um, I finished that, and I decided that rather than going to industry, I would take a chance, uh, move back home, and start working on games because uh, I just love them so much and I want a bit more creative control than what I would have got if I went straight into industry.
0: Yeah, you might be one of the thousands of people drawing like an asset of a teapot that appears on four seconds on a screen, which would probably be smashed up anyway by the player.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like
0: <laughs> very much something that could happen. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? I mean, this is the fate of many a developer, isn't it? What I've just said.
1: Well I mean let's put it this way let's put it this way. I, I decided 100% that I wanted to be indie when I was uh, I went to a uh, dare to be digital competition right. uh, which takes place in Ab University and they pick out like they pick out 15 teams from over 200 worldwide and you have to compete uh, to make a game over nine weeks at the university and then uh, two teams get picked for, uh, for a BAFTA nomination. Um, now, we didn't get the nomination or anything, but we met lots of uh, veteran developers while we're there because they come to mentor you. And uh, there was one guy in particular who was a, a lead designer at Ubisoft at the time, who saw Reflections. And uh, he just said to me, like, I, I could get you a job there, Paris, but you will only ever be a cog in the machine. And like that was sort of like the point where if even this guy who understands my desire to create things in this way says that to me and he's doing it right now and he's like high up in the chain like I need to try this now like, I need to avoid mm. the other stuff while I can
0: yes there might be a time where you will be standing in front of a a program and I don't to be a computer program but it's like a, a program of bars and milestones looking over your shoulder going look we need to meet this milestone otherwise and then you look in the mirror and go wait what? <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen? But, well, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it might happen to you, Paris. I don't wish it upon you, but there's the you know the, the the future is is you know there, and things are changing, all for the better, I think. Right, right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. which is great. Um. So, I mean, I'm going to ask you, how did you make your start making video games? And obviously, you you, know, you said you just re- recent, but I'd like to ask you, how early do you think? What's your earliest memory of? really starting to make something that appear on the screen of your own volition?
1: Oh, that's a... Okay, in terms of, like, games, uh, it probably wasn't until, like, it would have been a second year university when we started to work with a team. Um, So, what, that must have been 2011, I think it was. Right. Um, But, I mean, in terms of, like, creating in general, I've always been keeping my fingers in all these pies, I've been work I've worked with like like digital things a lot, uh, you know, like flash and stuff as a teenager and things like that. So I'd I'd always while I hadn't necessarily been directly making games, I'd been making things that uh, and been involved in mediums and stuff that ended up I pulled it all together in order to be able to make games on my own. So uh but I I knew I wanted to make games from the age of six, so
0: Wow, I mean that's, that's that. Yeah, it's. Uh, you mentioned Flash there. May it rest in peace now. It's, yeah, yeah. Adobe, yeah, just like it's quite amusing when Adobe said, "Yeah, we're we're stopping it," but it's nice. Okay, sorry. What was that? I'm fine. Kids carry on. Whereas <laughs> many a when, childhood. <laughs> yes, many, whereas many, you know, when they said when Microsoft going, oh, we get rid of Paint, it was like they murdered a baby or something. It was like, what what are you doing? <laughs> what what are you but people use this? Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll give it to my three year old. What are you doing? Sorry, yeah, stop that. So, you know, they couldn't kill paint, but no one cared about them. In fact, it was some cheering, I think, from some some quarters <laughs> because it did resource. It was a bit of a resource hog, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, what? yeah. I'll just take all of that. Why? Pretty because much. I'm terrible. Yes. So, okay. Um, and what kind of things were you making then? What was it like an earlier, sort of? Was it just what was the kind of thing you were doing
1: Uh oh, I mean I just got I literally just try anything I could I, nice. I, I just a bit of animation uh you know just drawing uh music obviously is a really big part of mm-hmm. my life um and like any anything that I possibly could like get my hands on in some way and just tinker with a little bit you know I wasn't incredibly technical or anything it was just for the sake of creating and trying things out and having a form of expression, right. um, and that's that's why I love games because it's like a combination of multiple mediums into sort of one interactive form that creates something very distinct and different from everything else. Mm. It allows me to pull pull all of these different sort of influences together in a in an interesting way. So, yes, yeah,
0: it's worthy uh, worthy goal. Uh, to actually the, the, the act of creation uh, is an extraordinary thing and it's that they taking those faltering steps because people are so afraid of failure aren't they and yes yeah. and yet that's the most you know sometimes the most interesting part uh, of your experience And but they also talk about oh you know you learn from your failures yes but you also learn a phenomenal amount from your successes Uh, yeah true uh, true uh, people don't really talk about that enough um it does sound like you're gloating like i'm awesome look at that look at that but not what we're saying is that that worked and why did it work because you did a thing so you then continue to do that thing because it worked (laughs) uh so yeah it's um it's that faltering step like the fear of failure and fear of rejection as well by others going that game you've made it's just, you stop <laughs> it's just, and that's that's fine um, but uh, you know it's th- those that stand up and go I'm going to make this I'm going to make this thing here's, here it is I have made it hurrah so yeah uh, and uh, obviously you, you sort of basically explored what it could do and what you think you could do with it because you're working with tools and things that 30 years ago you know the tools were very you know were, were basically like a uh, a, a stone pickaxe whereas now it's a chainsaw we- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no it's
1: true i mean like it, within within the space of like my life like so much has changed in terms of like the tools we have access to the the what i can do yeah. I like, i couldn't i couldn't have made earthsats like even 10 years ago uh, yeah. i just couldn't have done it uh, as you know we were saying just it would before have start
0: you would have been C plus plusing it all the way you know you just yeah. had it been low level well it's not particularly low level but it is much more complicated code uh, and you would have used libraries uh, but an engine like you know Unity didn't really exist back then it was uh, in its infancy yeah. maybe or an idea behind it it might have been I don't know you're right but 10 years ago the tools that we have now did not really exist only 10 years uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, there were, yeah it's amazing but there was something but it wasn't nearly as unified as it is now uh no pun intended uh, <laughs> but uh i know you didn't use that particular engine but uh it uh i have done it, though. you, in you the have past. done uh, yeah so it's uh it's certainly becoming more and more ubiquitous but unreal of course unreal four now isn't it i think it's all five i can't remember yeah
1: four yeah four, that's
0: what the yeah. right. they're working on five uh, you can now, you know, people's use well. Oh, is it which 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 one is it? Can can't you tell anymore? Not really, no, it's quantum, lost in between the two. Although one's got better lighting or something, oh, I don't know. What do I do? So, um, what so, as a creator, then as a, it seems to be a fervent creator or a prolific maybe, uh, one who's been <laughs> making things and then destroying them and making them again and destroying them and then finally that is something you settled on and going i'm going to create this and this is a thing that works what do you think has influenced you as a creator most uh
1: i would i would absolutely say uh japanese media in general has had a very big influence on me uh particularly the video games but it does extend beyond that uh i've, I've always had a bit of an affinity for their sort of culture but more so in terms of just uh, it's sort of like the lens of which they often look at things like games and stuff, and, and media, and they seem to where they twist twist things that are very familiar to us and to themselves as well into um, into create interesting ideas, um, but uh, but particularly from a game specifically a game developer's point of view i would definitely say like nintendo is cliche as it is it's like been probably the biggest influence on my life um it's just it's what made me fall in love with video games to start with but also it's just consistently i it's a, they have a design philosophy i often uh really agree with and drawn to in terms of like um, making the uh really focusing the design on like a sort of handful of uh core conceits and ideas and trying to like base everything around that not just from a mechanical point of view in terms of like how does this game play but even just from a an aesthetic point of view how like they'll go right into the nitty-gritty in, in terms of like making a game all about this one mechanic including the way it looks um i i find stuff like that very interesting uh dual purpose design and things like that um but, I mean, it's, it's all over the place in terms of influences, really. I mean, like, I say Japanese media, Nintendo, and stuff like that, but uh, I think, like, I, I'm someone who likes to expose myself to things, even if I think I really don't like it, because I like to challenge my own sort of preconceptions. I like to play things. I don't like to go, right, well, I don't like this game, but I like this about it. How could this be done better by putting it in a different game that I would want to play, stuff like that.
0: That's that's great. I mean, I've uh, I remember a friend of mine who uh, who uh, sort of sent me uh, uh, an album out of the blue. Said, "This is great. This, you we should listen to this." Now, music. That's you know, whoa, what are you doing? That's you're you're treading in dangerous waters here. <laughs> you're you're giving me this album, which you know, it's lovely what is it? And like, okay. And there's a relevance to what you're saying, what I'm about to say to you now, is that, so I put it on, you know, and it, it was a CD, like, a, a thing that used to, you know, those. Yeah. and yeah like, okay, so well, if I put it on a, still got a player, I don't know why, because I'm old, and I, was like, and I put it on, and like, oh, it was just so bad. You know, it was just, everything about it was just, just bad. Yeah. But, you, what it does is reinforces your own faith in your taste, and like, this is why this is bad, <laughs> and you know it's just really the, the lyrics are just terrible. It's just you just like he was my friend was loving the bits, but he was praising the lyric lyrics and stuff, and it was just awful. It was like an eleven year old reading it. It was just so so. Um, at one point I think you said that, I won't say he artists. artist I can't remember who he was now but so I extinguished it from my mind I was like no, no he um, said his love is like a storm like yeah, yeah, yeah okay we're done now done, <laughs> done it was just so, so, so it, every cliche you could possibly think of it was thrown into this and it was wrapped up in this it was all like there's an expression in, certainly in London it's all mouth no trousers and yeah, it's just like oh yeah, this has all got you know all these people had worked on this and polished it, and it's like there's, you're. There's a turd. It was a turd, and um, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. My my friend said, "Did you listen to it? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I never spoke to him about it. He obviously knows that so I went. You didn't? No, 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 no." but Uh, you know it's so but you do it's it's extraordinary you are inspired not by just the good but the bad as well because it reinforces as to why it's bad and as a as a commentator because i am one a journalist and a commentator of video games and and games in general you do have to catch yourself you know and, and you as you as a creator of games you're sitting there deconstructing games not all the time Certainly, the better the game, the least likely you are to deconstruct it, in my humble opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it depends. It really yeah. does depend on,
1: on my mood and what I'm playing and stuff.
0: But, so if you're playing Mario Odyssey, for example, it's less tendency to deconstruct. You just let yourself lost in the world oh, that Nintendo in, have made.
1: That's, that's, that's actually... Uh, I, I can understand why you would say that. But mm. actually, that's not the case. Uh, okay. Because I've been playing that a lot, actually. And, right. And... Uh, i i'm constantly uh exist in two states when i'm playing games like that uh like where i'm both just a player enjoying it and then there's just the other side of me which is like constantly examining every single like action and decision i'm making and like i'm trying to understand why i'm doing that
0: a masterpiece like that and it is you'd want to do that wouldn't you really though
1: yeah i I can't i mean i love mario games in particular like uh, in terms of like platformers and stuff like it's the it's the uh so clever some of the yeah. stuff in that and in terms of in particular like dual purpose design again as i sort of mentioned earlier like how any given moment you, there's an easy way to do it you know the basic way of doing it and then there's all of these other movement options you have to make it like a more challenging more rewarding way mm. of going about it and I'd, i'm always like examining and pushing a game in some way and I, and so, so in some respects, yeah, I, I think it's probably when a game's somewhere slightly in the middle is when you start to uh, turn, I start to turn off my critical brain, I guess, because then it's not doing anything particularly interesting or in either side of the scale. Mm. So, so but yeah, I don't know, it does depend, though. It,
0: okay, okay, yeah, you're right. Maybe it is more uh, nuanced than I've put across, like, oh, if it's good, you're not going to analyse it that's not true chris um it's um you do get lost in the world though that's what i'm saying so you actually when you you get lost in the experience and the the world that they're presenting yeah and and that that can't happen but yes you're right there's going to be aspects go oh i see how they did that now
1: (laughs) yeah and and don't get me wrong there's there's just simply things that i can't I can't ex- examine or understand until I've reflected on it after the fact or yeah. watched someone else do it. So,
0: or someone else is talking about it and they go, "Oh yeah, no, we thought about it that way." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, was, I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago now. And we were, they were talking about how um, the progression in, um, in 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 Destiny, he says, is, is archaic, and it's, the, it's like everyone's saying it's like an MMO. MMOs aren't like that anymore. If they were. They wouldn't survive. Have you played Well <laughs> recent? It was like, have you played World of Warcraft recently? Said, no, no one has. Like, exactly. If you had, you'd know it's nothing like what you remember. It <laughs> like, they completely changed the progression. But games like you know FPSs and stuff like everyone outside the MMO space is lagging behind because, of, of course, they are. I yeah, because that's
1: mean. not their primary sort yeah. of uh, their core loops. Not being that no. wasn't what they started with, was it? But it's what ended up being in the game.
0: And, so. Yeah, and World of Warcraft is that you no, know, thirteen years old, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, it's it's thirteen years. That's a long time for the single game still going, and still millions of people playing it. Amazingly, uh, so yeah, it's it, you. It's um, examining games and mechanics of games is not necessarily a bad thing if you're experiencing it. It's just you know if you listen to a music or an album and you 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 hear the. Uh, the changing key. Why is the changing key there? Was that a yeah. good idea? You know, it's it's um yeah, breaking things down doesn't necessarily bad. So, I think uh the answer to this question is going to be obvious. And you might have answered this already. But uh what developer do you most admire in in, in the industry, and why?
1: Well, I'm gonna <laughs> guess that you're probably assuming I'm gonna say Shigo Miyamoto, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: or, or the company Nintendo itself. But yeah, it doesn't. Matter yeah, well. um, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're gonna pull your rabbit out of hat and go, you know? Um... Well, I, I actually, I think in terms of like, uh,
1: like faces and personalities in the industry, I think we're really starved for that kind of thing. Um, and even if you sort of read a lot about the industry and stuff, you, you're still relatively small number of people that sort of get consistently sort of mentioned in time uh in the sort of limelight where people sort of treat them as an actual individual creative individual yeah um, and so i probably say that like i have a, a a pool a pool of people that i love for different reasons um as much as i as much as is probably my favorite developer in terms of and as a company mm. um in terms of like the broader the broader picture uh, i i am quite drawn to a lot of these sort of um uh, sort of slightly punky esque sort of uh, japanese maverick sort of developers like um uh, sakurai uh Masura sakurai that is uh who is of nintendo um hideki kamiya um, suda 51 these sort of like very interesting characters um, with like strong personalities um, and how they let their sort of personality and taste sort of really bleed into their work. Um, I find that really interesting, especially as a weird contrast in some respects to the fact that you might, one might argue that a lot of Nintendo stuff is perhaps more clinical. Um, but obviously I don't truly feel that way because I love Nintendo, so <laughs> um as a developer I might stress as well not as a business
0: uh <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but uh yeah so I mean I don't know yeah I mean I guess I guess Shigeru Miyamoto probably in, in the short answer is probably the most influential um but I, I he's he's good for certain things uh, but he, if you want stuff that goes
0: outside of that then you
1: need to look elsewhere.
0: So. What about the indie space? I hate using that phrase. I just used it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about the smaller developer uh, environment? That's better. Uh, well done, Chris. What about? Oh
1: uh, yeah, g- g- it's an interesting question. Um uh, I,
0: I mean, I, I'd say that
1: uh, I can't remember his name, uh, so I apologise to him if he ever somehow hears this. But um, it, there's a game called Bleed. Uh, There was originally a PC game on Steam, Mm. and there's a sequel as well. Uh, The guy who made that, he he was a single developer. Uh, That was a hardcore action platformer, and it was after I played that game that I decided personally that uh, ErtSats was something that was possible for me to to achieve, Mm. Um, and sort of reading about what he said about the game and stuff, uh, so he probably influenced me in that respect, but... um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I it's again it's not it's not many names I sort of tend to fixate on. Um it, even though I think it's something that we need a lot more of in the industry. Um I'm just so I I tend to be my problem is is that if I get to know uh, the artist too much it can sometimes get in the way of just my raw and more raw enjoyment or uh, understanding yes, of or something it's, so it's
0: a it's a, a common problem that's come up you with know, and something you know uh, it's it's here's me championing the creators of of games and yet sometimes It's a there's a that there's that you know don't you don't want to meet your heroes kind of thing because sometimes Mm. they turn out to be monsters Uh, (laughs) and that's certainly the case. I'm not saying you are, good sir, but uh, there are (laughs) no, but there are you know people that you encounter you know you see amazing works of art and or uh, uh, some music or some or a piece of literature or indeed a film uh, certainly topical issue and like turns out oh wait they're monsters yeah you know or they have horrible ideas or they have they're, they're, you know they or they espouse certain political leanings that are run against yours <laughs> and like oh you know and it's yeah. it's uh, it's it's difficult and uh, you know that's the case of um, separating the art from the artist uh, and certainly case of actors, actors have a terrible problem because people don't seem to understand that actors are that. They are pretending to be someone else. They are, yeah, putting, yeah. they are putting a mask on, which you can't see, but it is a mask. And when they put that mask on, they are performing another person. They are taking on the neuroses and all the, the baggage and everything else of that other person and pretending to be them. They are not them. Yeah, you know they do not espouse the political ideals or the what have you ideals that have been spouted out by that by that character they are some, they are their own person but for some for some reason people fail to understand this um, but uh, anyway um, no bleed uh, i do need to get onto i do know the game actually and you're right it's a, it's a game that re- rewards skill yeah yeah and uh, deft use of
1: controller yeah. I love the uh use of uh I love mechanics mm. being sort of the primary uh method through which you can sort of feel something even if that feeling it feeling is just like that was really cool uh I'm or oh, I'm I'm really good at this or something like I think that's got merit and value to it just as much as anything else. Um and I wanted to create a game that Could do that too, so like that was a big influence. And other developers who also worked with like Game Maker and stuff like that, you know, the Guy made Downwell, uh, Hyperlight Drifter, stuff like that. All games I really love, all made in the same engine, mm. all made by small teams or just one or two people. Um, and you know, it all sort of said just as much as anything to me that this is possible, and that, yeah, so that's what influenced me in indie space, probably.
0: So I think you've answered this early, earlier on, but uh, we might be expand a little bit more. What are you playing right now? Yeah, so
1: obviously a little bit of Mario Odyssey playing that quite a bit. Uh, I've been playing the Switch quite a lot in general, actually, to be honest. But um, I, I don't want to give the impression I don't play non-Nintendo games. I, I absolutely do. Um, I currently don't have access to a PS4. But uh, I have been playing a little bit of City Skylines on my Steam account, um, mm-hmm. especially now that I've upgraded my PC. I thought i try something like that. It's been a while since i played any sim-type games. Um, and I'm just constantly dipping in, in and out of uh, various other multiplayer, local multiplayer experiences with my housemate. Uh, Lethal League was a fun one. Uh, a bit of Samurai Gun here and there. So yeah, um, but then we've got Xenoblade Chronicles 2 tomorrow, so I've got... Another portion of oh, my life to tomorrow, lose.
0: tomorrow, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is I indeed. I was
0: the
1: 7th. Oh, I mean, I hope it's tomorrow. I saw I was being led to believe.
0: <laughs> no, I saw it was the 7th.
1: It might be. Uh, it's
0: certain, because I, I walked into a local software emporium whose name I will not reveal. It doesn't <laughs> begin with G and the, the E's at the end of it. Although I would assure you I wasn't there buying anything. I was just curious as to when it was coming out. Because I thought, oh, they might know. And then I picked up the box, and the box had written on it, 7th of the 12th, 17. Ah, oh, okay. So I think you might be giving yourself up for a game that's not out quite yet. Oh, well, I can,
1: yeah. I can, handle, I can handle a little bit of a blog, week, but No, it yeah. says 1st December on here on the uh, Nintendo
0: store. Yeah. Okay, maybe gamer getting it a week late, because I'll put it past them. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll just have them now, damn it! yeah uh, i was just thinking <laughs> <laughs> uh, edit that bit
1: out you have to bleep yourself out there
0: yeah i'm gonna have to bleep myself out now yeah uh but um yeah oh well because i did play the first one on the on the wii and that was fun yeah i love that game uh, and then there's the wii u game not as they, good Not quite as good no no kind of matched the console it was on you know what i mean Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I read this wonderful article by Kane and Rince. um, Don't know if you know the podcast, but they do. That's what they do. They take games and they rinse them, and then they you know digest them, and then they talk about them afterwards. Lovely group of chaps Uh with whom I have a lot of friends with. Anyway, they wrote a wonderful article about how uh, Xenogears seems to influence Breath of the Wild. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They monolith were involved in the development, uh, so. The technology was carried over, yeah. and so they've yeah they've been helping out with little bits here and there. They they apparently even did a bit of work on Maricot Seven back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's interesting, like you know, to think that Xenoblade Chronicles X was not necessarily a great game. It was decent. Uh, it had some interesting ideas, some amazing mm. world design and stuff like that.
0: It was the world was great, but there was, it was lacked something, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it lacked a narrative, a focus, a drive. Uh, the audio design was pretty bad, in my opinion. Um, I don't just mean in terms of like what the music sounded like. It's just the fact that even when you're watching a cutscene, the voices were being drowned out by songs with voices in and stuff like that. Uh, it, it was hard to sort of as much as I. I mean, the first Xenoblade is one of is probably my favourite RPG of all time, um, and that doesn't even come close. It's just, it was very disappointing. Uh, but it wouldn't be, without it, you probably wouldn't have had Breath of the Wild, so.
0: Pause for thought on that one. That's why I didn't say anything. There's a deliberate pregnant pause there, like, yeah, without <laughs> that technology. And it did come out on the 3DS as well, didn't it? They revamped Yes, it, so
1: they revamped, for the yeah. new 3DS, yeah. Yeah,
0: they they said, oh, it's only working on the new 3DS, and there's one of only... A handful of games only work on the new 3DS. Yeah. Because they still call it that, which is far from new now. In fact, it's a platform that's on its last legs, I think. Yeah, Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone's actively making stuff for it, but I don't know. Uh,
1: There'll be a few cheap Japanese developers, I suspect. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and still making crazy JRPGs. Like, oh, there's another one with a a, a number after it. It's like, what's the first one? (laughs) From the NES or something thousands of years ago. Um, anyway, so yeah, there's a good selection of games. Good, good sort of clutch of games to be playing. And uh, it's um, yes, uh, I think we should just move on to delve into Earthsats. What do you think? I'm up for that. Excellent.
1: Sats is a speed-focused hardcore action platformer, but with a musical twist. So it has a, a soundtrack which dynamically builds as you progress through the levels, and various p- parts of the game, like the hazards, the obstacles, some of the bosses, and even the vibration of your controller, will move to that beat, uh, which is also dynamically building, as I say. So, uh, an interesting twist. I should hope on a, a action platformer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, more than a little interesting <laughs> to say the least. What um, I, I what I found with with the game is that uh, to expand on it is it, it is a 2D 2D platform with a very unique art style to it. Um it's very sort of um contrasting colors very easy to see where everything is. There's no mess. There's no, there's no like I can't see what's going on, the like, no, you really can. Yeah, and it's definitely a case of oh, I've been hit again, and I fall off the <laughs> platform again because I failed to see the purple blob heading my way. Well, at least in the first level, I don't want to spoil anything because it does. I say spoil anything, but it's, um, it's you know it, what, the, the content is very expansive, but you are required to get better, get good, as the internet say, in order to progress. You can, it's fine. You can actually do continues and try to get through the levels but honestly if you want to, you, know, you need to be um, understand the game and yes you are, there's there's an opening sort of which like we'll talk about in a second but there is definitely a case of you've got to immerse yourself in the experience uh, and understand that what the game is trying to get you to do which runs against what most games get you to do um and this leads to my first question and uh, basically the question concerns the music so many developers confess to making music and sound an aspect of the game that is added late in their game's creation this does, doesn't appear to be the case with UrSat. why?
1: yeah absolutely not at all was uh, it, developed side by side uh, both the design of the levels what the levels are everything is influenced by the music and the music's influenced by the the level design in itself so it's a sort of circular thing and the reason for that is because I absolutely love game music like loads it's uh, been a huge part of my life growing up you know I remember Putting in the old jukebox cheat code on Diddy Kong Racing on the N64 and going through song by song, one after another, dancing around my bedroom as a kid, it's always something about it's connected to me. And I love the way that um, when games play with that audio aspect to have the interactive element of the game sort of tie with that music so that you can influence the sound and what you're hearing through your interaction... In its own weird way, it's like some bizarre instrument, I suppose. Um, And uh, games like Rez, originally for the Dreamcast, um, some of the most influential games to me in my entire life. Uh, I I, I absolutely love that uh, synesthesia element of when your experience is tied with the music so well. And so I really wanted to capture that in some way. But I also didn't want to just make a game where okay so there's a musical element but you're on rails you're locked to that you have to keep following it you have to perform actions exactly on the beat and stuff i wanted to try and open up a little bit in that way that games like res do which make them not just rhythm games but music games um where the you're your actions in some way influence the music, not just your actions are defined by the music. Um, so, so, so a bit of a ramble there, but hopefully you understand what I mean.
0: No, you definitely found a kinder spirit in me with that because Dumper is a recent yeah. title that I just loved on the PSVR. Uh, I've only ever played it on PSVR. I can't really imagine what it's like without it. I know you can, and I know it's on Switch as well, but I just one of those games I think, and like Res Infinite... Which not we've yeah. experienced is just ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah, I played it. Uh, much, it's much easier <laughs> uh, to the point where, funny story, maybe it's funny, I don't know. But I actually played it was about a year ago when I first got the PSVR, and I thought, well, it would be great to uh, get uh, have a go on the Dreamcast again. So I <laughs> got my Dreamcast out because I have lots of old consoles, and and then I streamed it over over Twitch. I'd be playing. A dreamcast version of of um and on my dreamcast so I've basically plugged my dreamcast to a capture thing and you know off it went off to the internet so people watching me playing a Dreamcast which is great and i I was way way better at it <laughs> because I experienced it as a VR game originally. you know uh, the, the, the day before I was playing it it's like well i'm I'm way better at this game than I realized so that's interesting it's just, i actually got better at it because i I understood it better than when I bought it all those years ago, because people were saying things about it, and I didn't really appreciate why the controller was vibrating the way I was trying to play it, like it was Padre Tagoon or some other uh, yeah, sort yeah. Of, uh, arcade game. Like, well, that's mm-hmm. very nice this sort of like music feeding back to me. But can we just sort of get on with shooting things? Like, no, you've got to listen. You've got to listen and, and feel all, and feel. Yes. Uh and I know they, you know, there's Child of Eden as well, which is an attempt to re engage with that kind of feeling. But yeah, didn't quite, didn't
1: no. Didn't, didn't quite meet think, the mark for me either.
0: No. Um I tried on the PlayStation with the move controllers which was slightly better and even then it was Yeah, yeah. It, I yeah. Think, yeah. And I think they admit that they they lost their way a bit with it, but they tried. At least they tried. Yeah, I
1: appreciate the effort. Uh, yeah. for me the, the the main thing that Child of Eden was lacking was the sort of uh, the to put it quite simply it was this sort of the driving beat it's even yeah. just how the controller is vibrating constantly for all your actions rather than just like having an overriding sort of beat like for yeah. that and it really like particularly because the gameplay actually requires you to shoot on the beat in a way that res didn't and yet i feel the beat far less and so i feel much more difficult to like sync up with the game yeah, um, and then I just don't enjoy it as much because of that. I mean, obviously, there's some of it's just like aesthetic tastes and stuff. Like as beautiful as Child of Eden is, I still kind of prefer the uh, simplistic design of Res. But um, yeah, I mean, again, all those games yeah. <laughs> so interesting to me.
0: I do remember when people were getting excited about PSVR, and I go, "Oh yeah, Res is coming out on that," and everyone was still thinking oh, I was actually talking about Resident Evil. Like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not shorting the word Resident Evil, although that will be great, and it was and is. Uh, it's like, no, I'm talking about Infinite, and then they lost their minds. Kind of, what? They've got, they're bringing that out on it? Like, but of course they are.
1: I was disappointed, though, to be fair, to be completely honest with you, when I did try it. Why? Um, I think just uh, it wasn't as strong a sense of, like, presence... Uh, as i was expecting
0: um
1: and the new level um yes that was one of the big selling factors there and i they added this new that new mechanic of being able to sort of move forward and backward yes um but it didn't really feel like it was used in any sort of really meaningful way um and the actual music itself never it didn't feel I've only played it once, mind, but it didn't feel at the time, my memory of it is that it, it didn't really feel like the sense of progression wasn't as strong. It's, it suffered from some of the same sort of things that Child of Eden did for me in terms of like, I didn't feel as like a, a strong sense of like I'm building up and building up and going through and, and now I'm all this stuff's happening and it's, it's so like musical, uh, rhythmic and stuff. Um, I'd I'd like to play it again, though. I'd like to sort of challenge that and see if maybe a different experience... Because it was also playing with other people around and stuff like that, so it wasn't ideal. Yeah,
0: yeah. Second question. There is a need for the player in ersatz to get to grips with the controls very early on. How have you found the struggle of teaching versus offering a challenge to the player?
1: Oh, this has been... Probably the most difficult thing, actually, um, more than anything else. Uh, the, I, I've I described the game earlier as a hardcore action platform, and I've done so through all of my uh, like store page and everything like that. Um, and there's a reason for that; is because the game is supposed to be difficult. Um, it's not meant to be easy. Um, and I didn't really want the complexity of that to be because of the controls. Uh, I just wanted that to come about through the actual like design of the levels and such itself. Um, it's something, that, to be honest. Uh, like a friend of mine said to me that perhaps uh, the first level's too hard. Um, and I think looking back on it, if I was to make Ertzats again, I would probably have a full-on, uh, completely separate tutorial level. Um, just so that the the curve's a little bit more gentle, um, but on the other hand, <laughs> uh, I quite like that players have to get to grips with it quickly. They ha- they, they they get told fairly within fairly short space of time. Three or this four is
0: screens. A- they've got they've got basically before the the cues go. Okay, you're, this is it. You're done now. I've told you everything <laughs> you need to know. Go on, off you go. What? Go on, just figure it out. You'll be Fine. But have got More 10 less. minutes? Yeah, you've got 10 minutes. Go on, do it. But, yeah, 10. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop talking to me. Go on, go, go. You know, and, um, you know, I actually found, I've got to, I've got to confess that the, the, the bosses, the last, you know, the last one, oh, that, that's, yeah, your, your diseased mind, that first <laughs> boss. I, I really, my poor controller throwing against the, cause I because I play, I play a lot of platformers and stuff like that on my, large television in my living room. I don't play them on my small screen because I think I get a better sense of uh, grandeur with them and it's easy to see what's mm-hmm. going on. So I just have a Steam Link box which I then f- streams my PC into the living room, um, which I'd highly recommend if you do that. Um, and uh, it's, it makes it life a lot easier to, to see what's going on. And anyway, be- besides that, so, yeah, that, that big plant, it's like, come on, just die.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I I don't know if uh, perhaps you I think you probably played it before this update because mm. I did it fairly recently. But I've actually updated the game since that. Um, now when you beat, now when you've made the flower bloom for the mm. first time, if you yeah. die when you continue, it will, it will continue on from that point of it being bloomed. So you don't have to regrow it every time.
0: Right. Um, right.
1: Because I, I was finding that 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 was too well, much. The,
0: and the, it, granted, but I've. I've, I've you know, I've moved on since then, so that's a great update, and I can appreciate why you did it. Uh, but for me, it taught me that single boss, that experience, taught me more than the actual dialogues and, and, and cues that you had earlier on because it taught me the importance of listening.
1: Ah, okay. And,
0: and it taught me, you know, don't fight the music. It's kind to help. You know, things are changing. The worse you're hitting that plant, the more intense and the the tempo starts to increase. In fact, there's actually a, a melodic change as well, not a key change, but there's definitely the more melodies coming in towards yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. And it it's like, up. what's what's that about? Why why is it why is, why is the music changing? Oh, it's shooting more. Oh, great, thanks. And it's just and you, you realise that you, you have to listen and see. At the same time, you have to embrace both senses and also touch because your controller is going crazy as well. <laughs> um, so, you know, you have to do all of that. But you that's what I learned from that experience. Yes, it was frustrating, but not to the point where it's my fault. I mean, it wasn't my fault. I knew that, you know, going on those platforms, you couldn't simply – It's brilliantly where you placed it because – you couldn't sit on the platform. and Just duck. Like, oh, I'll just duck out of the way. It'd be fun. No, no. Yeah, you, you have to jump. Yeah. And then if you jump, <laughs> then it just. And then what? I, what I always did was when the um, when when the flower blooms at the top and this crystal appears. I called it a crystal. I know it wasn't, but it looked like a big crystal. It, it was a crystal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it? Okay. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I started hammering away three times at it. Yeah. Uh, rather than just because I found a lot of people when they first play it, they're like, no, they sort of basically do the um i think it's what mario's taught us for years is just do you know just do one major feat then run off and, and recharge <laughs> yeah you know, and it's the something you do in platforms you do one major thing one major feat you can't do a chain of them because if you do that creates more more risk you don't want to overextend yourself so you just do one and then you carry on that's the last thing you want to do with this because it gets yeah. worse and worse and worse because you know you try to get the rhythm of it, but it, the rhythm, unfortunately, the tempo is changing all the time. And the worse it gets, the more damage you inflict on this thing, the, the greater the tempo gets. Well, you the see, this is this is, gets, you know this
1: is this is it's interesting though to me because listening to you, uh, talk about that because uh, I think it just goes to show how uh, much effect music has on our experience. Because mm. actually, the tempo doesn't increase at all right. at any point uh and it it always j- j- basically generally stays on like a locked rhythm um right. very, only very occasionally deviating from that um okay. just for transitions but the fact that the music sounds more intense as you're doing more damage and yes. stuff like that yeah it starts to make you feel more panicked or like you're closer yes. to the end and stuff like yes. that so even when nothing has changed and there are obviously instances where stuff does change yeah. but even when it doesn't it still contributes to that feeling of progression, even yeah. when you're just still looping for a, a, pa- so a set pattern.
0: It's got a little sliver of health left, and like, and the music seems to be louder. It's not. <laughs> 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 of course, it's not. But you just think, was it? Oh god, it's gonna die. It's gonna. It's finally gonna die. And then because you know, when I finally killed it, uh, I was like, you know, best thing ever. But yeah. um, it, uh, it definitely, you know, uh, is one of those games that rewards. Um, persistence and um, rewards your ability to play the game and actually to understand that it's requiring you not to simply walk through it and experience it if you want that go play Firewatch alright that's Mm -hmm. fine that's it's own place and that's a thing Uh, but if you want a game uh, sorry that sounds horrible (laughs) True, (laughs) because Firewatch is a game as well I'm sorry if you want a a, 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 a challenge more, a challenge that rewards um then you should play games like ats so this question you developed Ursats using game maker now for the uninitiated which are very few who are out there listen to the show but let's just assume you don't uh, game maker is a platform um tool that allows you to make video games on um PC Mac and Linux and it is a very unique platform it's quite a high level language isn't it
1: um, I uh, do you mean in terms of like it being uh, high level in the sense of it's up? a lot of yes. the uh, yeah in terms yeah. of not difficulty but in terms of like yeah not
0: difficulty no far from yeah. like, the inverse like of that. in terms so, of like
1: machine code being low level sort of yeah do you mean well yes yeah. yeah.
0: so so assembly is at the lowest you can yeah. get yeah and then you above that you have something like um some ignorance here but um maybe c plus plus yeah yeah like that and then above that you'd have um uh um c sharp and mm-hmm. then you'll have something like Game Maker and Visual Basic as well. I'd put that alongside that kind of space because it's it does a lot of the stuff for you. Yeah. So you know when you, for example, the the subtle art of collision detection <laughs> yeah. is is something that most people think, oh, that's, why is that? So? It's logically it's very hard to communicate to a computer to tell you. When that thing is touching that thing, do this thing. If this thing is not touching that thing, don't do that thing. Else, do this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I did say we were going to talk about coding in this show, but suddenly put something up. But uh, my question to you is this, and this is a: um, What advice would you give to a someone who is? Looking to make games with Game Maker, what's the first thing you tell them apart from readable? Mm,
1: interesting. <laughs> well, I, I got started uh, on Game Maker. I, I had some experience with Unreal and Unity from university and stuff, but uh, I got started with Game Maker. Um, if you're going to use it, uh, make sure, like, I think the key thing is that whatever tool you're using should like benefit. You should be using it because it works within your resources, your structure, you, and what the project is you're trying to do. So I knew Sats was going to be a 2D game, so I knew that Game Maker was good for that. Um, and then um, I got started by just sort of fiddling around with it by a little bit, but then I watched a few online tutorials. Um, YouTube's great for that kind of thing. I'm sure most people who have touched Game Maker have seen Sean Spaulding's Um uh, game maker series um he he does some really good ones i i literally watched uh, maybe two or three i uh, didn't watch that many i just needed to get a, a grasp of like how the basics of it works and then the rest of it's just really well documented or you can just keep searching keep looking uh, ask questions if you need to um it's it's a case of like I, I benefited in some ways that I had some previous knowledge with some other engines because there are some overlaps in terms of just understanding terminology and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I, I start with YouTube. Uh, it's, it sounds really cheap, I know, but it, it really works. Um, there's some really good tutorials out there for almost anything you can think of. Um, you get the right one. You just, I think the important thing is though to know that. It's the same with anything like this, particularly in game development. Um, There is no sort of one thing that's just going to like, right, well, I've done this, now I can do anything. There's always going to be new things to learn, new things to see, um, and things you don't know how to do. Um, So just get a basis, get a basic startup, and then just try and make small little Prototypes and projects off of that and build little parts of your game and see, right, well, can I get this? Let's say you had an art, you're doing an RPG and you did text boxes and dialogue boxes, just make a little example that just has that. Uh, and, and, and once you get those individual ideas and concepts down in their own little things, then you can then start pulling it all together and going, right, well, how do I make this as one complete package?
0: Excellent. That's, that's very concise and very we will put together a sort of piece of advice. There is just that uh, sit down and just focus on it. I think and say, look, I'm going to do this, and try not to get distracted by something shiny. You're going to uh, get your, you're going to rip your hair out, whether
1: you, whether you oh, want yeah. to or not. I that's going to
0: happen. Yeah, if any creative process is going to be wrought with pain and yelling, but that's just the the way of things. Uh huh. Maybe less than the yelling, but it's going to be some points where like, just do what I told you to do, and is yeah I, I am <laughs> That's the oh thing. god I've had, some,
1: I've had some proper panics and some big hoo-hahs and obviously everything decides to break just before an event and things like that but yeah yeah don't let yourself get disheartened um yeah. but i will also say that uh anyone who is even trying to think of going indie right now that you're not guaranteed anything and making a good, good game is not enough um uh, it's up to other people to decide whether SATS is good or not. But mm. it hasn't, it doesn't just automatically, you can't just make something and then, right, well, I've done well now. Uh, everyone's just going to find this. And there's a bit of a, a feeling like that, particularly from players who don't really understand what it's like to make and market a game, that you're probably not going to get very much attention. And you just need to keep that in mind. To, to know that your daydreaming isn't isn't indicative of reality, but to not let that put you off just to keep yourself grounded.
0: You're not going to be player unknown. You're not gonna do Rocket League. <laughs> no. Although those two did. Um you know, although player unknown is a ridiculous game. Um <laughs> here's here's a game that you can see a muzzle flash from the distance like oh what oh, I'm dead <laughs> It's just a ridiculous, ridiculous game. Anyway It's more like real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well it's based on um armour yeah. things. So that's why it's like that. It's people think it's this fun arcade game. No, it's not. No, no, no. It's all based on real physics, bullet drop and all that nonsense. Anyway, back to usats, uh, Um This is a very blunt question to you, and it's something that's been I've been pondering as whether to ask you because you may go well, of course, but I just want you to explain why is there a limit on the number of times a player can move very quickly? There's like three pips floating around the player all the time, mm-hmm. and there's a limit. That basically, there's a counter, as far as I understand, for at least initially. Let's not go there. But uh, the amount of times you can actually you know, do super moves, so to speak yeah there's some leagues that fly jump in the middle of the in mid air and then suddenly shift very quickly from one space to another whilst not dropping, which is a very important skill to to know and to recognize yeah. it's something you ram home repeatedly in the game, certainly in the first levels
1: yeah so yeah um, uh, that's the yeah sorry go ahead why oh well uh, so yeah that's the dash mechanic uh, mm-hmm. so yeah you have the three dashes which when you da- after you've dashed it will gradually recharge over time but yeah. it's also your attack if you hit an enemy with it you'll uh, instantly recharge that dash block which allows you to chain them together yeah. um the reason why there's a limit is uh in order to basically make that chaining aspect to make uh how you behave because Basically, if you if you had infinite amount, uh, the properties would have to be different, obviously, because you're other than bullets and things. Like you can dash dash, you can dash into enemies. If you're dashing, you're not you're generally not going to get hurt unless you're dashing into spikes or something. Um, and it causes it, it forces players to have to sort of consider, manage that aspect, that resource effectively mm-hmm. in real time. And um, which particularly in such a sort of high speed, fast, focus, you know, that kind of game. Um, I think it's quite exciting um, and interesting and just fun to do. Um, and it just sort of it increases the skill ceiling, basically, because there will be ways that um, people who really get into the speed running aspects of the game will be able to sort of go, right, well, if I do this here and then I do dash this dash here and a slam here and then time this there, then I'll just get my next dash back in time for... When I'm here, I can dash here and skip this bit or something like that. So um, it's sort of yeah, it's it's inherent in in, in basically evolving that skill element.
0: Okay. Well, uh, you're right. That is, it's another little nugget, another little bit of texture to the game experience to allow you to chain, as you say, if you see an enemy or you see enemies, you can actually use that to chain yourself far longer distances and far quicker than you would normally Uh, and that's something i've exploited in many a level uh and it's it's really fun to to do that it's very rewarding very satisfying as well especially the certain more annoying enemies than than um but um yeah it's it's it's, it is really um lovely to pull that off and i just found that oh yeah i can see why you did that i mean otherwise you would just have people just pinging around the, the screen you know not actually walking at all they're just there is, an, yes. They, yes. there is an
1: unlockable infinite mode for each type, playstyle, which does have infinite dash there. Um, yeah. That's just for fun. That uh, yeah. You have to S-rank everything if you want to get that. So that's just for the uh, master players there. But they've got their own times as well. So when players do finally get to that point, you know they can still set their own kinds of special records and
0: stuff. I so I have a you know. Two seconds for the... <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Just hammering that... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane, but yeah, thirty seconds for the first level—it be done. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't remind you of the speed plays that I see. I've seen I've seen P- speed plays of NES games from, and they're just insane. Uh, it's like, how do you know how to do that? It's like they just—they just—and they're chatting away as they're doing it. Like, what do you, And it's not really—they're not really playing the game anymore. It's just muscle memory. They're just moving the fingers in the time yeah. to. Or whatever like it's just it's gone now they're not really playing the game at all it's like, yeah i need to dodge that at that point but i don't know i'm not re- i'm not reacting to what's going on, on the screen i'm just sort of moving <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean it's
1: just... yeah, yeah yeah no i do I, I i i'm actually fascinated by that stuff uh, which yeah. is one of the reasons why I, that's, i've sort of facilitated for a lot of that stuff as much as i possibly could um and why I'd sort of there is that f- speed focus. Yeah. I, I love I love going. It, it's sort of partly drawn from like going back and playing games you know that I played as a kid or something. Like uh, one of the things I love about uh, loved about Super Mario 64 was that every time I played it, I could go through it slightly differently. I could jump around in a slightly different way and such like that. And obviously, inherently the fact that EarthSats is 2D um, it constrains that design a lot more than something like a 3D platformer like Mario 64, but uh the sort of the core conceit there is that basically yes you can do this but can you do it well um and i love uh you know platinum games uh you know stuff like uh from the older old uh, uh devil may cry and then bayonetta and beautiful joe and stuff all that grading system it's not just like right well you can get through this you can just about scrape by you can just about get there but can you do it really well uh, yeah So that's that's yeah, I love that stuff. I have
0: played Beautiful Joe recently. I actually streamed it recently, and that was again on my GameCube. And uh, yeah, that was an amazing game, wasn't it? mm, mm. Nonsense going on with that, and so oh, so it's it's just yeah, there's layers and textures to that game, which and and um, it's um. I was about to say they didn't do Wonderful One Hundred and One, did they?
1: This yeah, well the people who so. Beautiful Joe was made by Clover Studios, which is a part of uh, Capcom. Right. Uh, and then the people, then they, Capcom shut down Clover Studios and then yeah. uh, at least some of the people there, including the main guy, Hideki Kime, um left Capcom to form a Platinum Studio, Platinum Games. So yeah, right. they, they did make Wonderful 101. So yeah, that's it why is, you yeah. saw that.
0: Because <laughs> when I played that on the Wii U, it's like, this game's awesome. It's got some humour to it that reminded me of another game and I couldn't mm. spot it. Like, Oh, <laughs> that's why. That's why.
1: I think there was even a little hench in a go-go baby somewhere in there as well, I seem to remember. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. So, Ursatz Out on Windows PC, Mac, and Linux, yes?
1: Uh, just PC at the moment, but uh, I, w- I am working on a Linux and Mac build when I have the time.
0: Oh, right, okay. And, uh, but no, it's it's an extraordinary game. I would highly recommend everyone. Have a go, play oh, it, thank you. experience it. <laughs> For what it is, uh, it's an extraordinary piece of work and it does celebrate um, skilled play and people embracing the concept of <laughs> timing and, and what have you. I think everyone's now got the gist of that. I hope so. <laughs> so, Paris, thank you very, very much for, for being on the show. I do wish you the best of luck with uh, ersatz and what of the future projects you have in mind or working on right now, probably. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, I just, I'd just i like to quickly say as well that um, I've just got a demo that will be going live tomorrow on Steam. So uh, anyone who's interested but would like to have a taster first will be able to give that a shot. And I'll also be yes. yeah, running a competition as well. So the top 10 best times and by the end of uh, – well, by, by near the end of December, I'll officially announce that tomorrow, we'll win a full copy of the game. So mm. if you want to have a chance, if you like that kind of thing, please do.
0: Yeah, demos. Remember those, everyone? <laughs> Never a thing before YouTube. Yeah, I know. Weird. Um, but yeah, again, uh, Paris has been fantastic having you on. Thank and, you. Um, it's you it's you're more than welcome to come back on and tell about whatever pro- project you're working on now, two or three years from now. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> of course it is. Excellent. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer who listened to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Also, don't forget to check out the computer game show, which is the stablemate podcast, shall we say, of com Bye!